and welcome back man guys this is super exciting um i know that i really haven't been around you guys know why i haven't been around um a few different reasons but the important part is today we're here today is a super special day for me personally i am celebrating three years clean and sober and i am in las vegas nevada if you are listening to this on January 5th, 2022. So thank you for celebrating my three years clean and sober with me today. Um, I very, very much appreciate it. Podcasting is a huge part of my sobriety. I learn different behaviors and habits, and you guys learn the same behaviors and habits that I learn from the guests that I have. Um, you know, when I get messages saying, Hey, you know, you helped me stay sober. Hey, this guest really inspired me and helped me get out of a rut. Like I live for that. Um, really, really means a lot guys. So please keep sending those messages. Um, thank you to all the amazing guests that I've had on and will have on. Uh, thank you for all of the subscribers that I have. I remember when uh, I just had one or maybe two an episode, and today it is far from that. And I'm just forever grateful for you guys. Uh, today we have another amazing guest, Dr. Mel Krug. She is just phenomenal. I love following her on Instagram, and her energy is just amazing, guys. Uh, one thing that I took away from this conversation that I hope that you guys implement into your life is no longer saying that you have a busy schedule. You have a fulfilled schedule. The mindset that it did to me in, you can even see it in this conversation that you are about to listen to. It blew my mind. And the last couple of weeks that I've been using it is a game changer. So anyways, this is a super special episode. This is why I specifically released her episode on my three years clean and sober birthday. So I love you guys and stay tuned. And welcome to None of Your Business Podcast, where we bring you inspiring storytelling from the heart. I'm your host, Robert Delude. Thank you for joining me today. Now let the show begin. Well, welcome back, guys. This is the None of Your Business podcast. I got a super special guest on today, Dr. Mel. Dr. Mel, how are you? And welcome. Thanks, Robert. I'm honored to be here. I'm well. I am staring at snow falling out the window, warm in my, you can see my fire behind me. Um, so I'm oh, currently, I'm great. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. It's snow, it's kind of snowing here in Montana right now. Uh, kind of. Kind of. Yeah, and we, maybe we'll share share some snow with you. How much Down. do you have any snow on the ground right now? No. There wow. was like I went to the store like an hour before this and yeah, there was like a little, but by the time I got out of the store, it was melted. Hmm. So. Does make me want to go back. I love I love Montana. Well, come on over. Yeah. I okay. Um, we could jump in my car right now. (laughs) I don't tell anyone to come to Montana. I tell (laughs) I I tell them all to stop coming to Montana. Is there a lot of people moving there? 
Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so a nickname that we call Bozeman um, is Bose Angeles because everyone from LA and California is moving there. And then Kalispell, we're calling it now Cali Spell because it's just being flooded with people from California. <laughs> um, I lived in Missoula during like the main beginning of the pandemic. And I saw more Texas license plates than I saw Montana license plates. Wow. So yeah, we just hit like a million people in the state of Montana. <laughs> That's yeah. fascinating to me. The whole state and it's yes. a huge state. Yes. <laughs> yeah. One yeah. million. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Like you what live in the twin cities, don't you? Yeah. And I think there's the twin cities Metro probably has, you know, close to a million in itself. And yeah. then it depends on what you include in the Metro. Like how yeah. far out in the suburbs do you go where it's no longer the Metro? Yeah, so. exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, the town that I'm in now, like we're at like maybe 40,000 people. Yeah. That's not bad though. No, it's nice to get like, it takes five minutes to get across town. So yeah. Um, I'm not complaining about that. I just <laughs> yeah. So Dr. Mel, um instead of talking about the weather, because I'm sure that's not why people are here, <laughs> but that's my fault on that one. You're um, probably picking up on the Minnesota vibes because that's all we talk about here. So let's talk real. Let's talk let's, real life, right? Let's go. So <laughs> who are you and what do you do? Um, so as people here, I'm a doctor, uh, primarily with chiropractic. I specifically focus on the nervous system. Um, the mm. type of work I do is called network spinal care, which is a very unique form of chiropractic care where I focus on not only the physical body, but mental, emotional well-being, and working with the nervous system in a much different way than what people are probably used to when they think of chiropractic. I also, you know, I'm talking about my roles, <laughs> but who I am as a person is I really stand for people being inspired by choice. I stand for autonomy. I stand for freedom. I'm big into empowerment and inner power for all people, um, specifically women in my office. I also do business coaching, mindset coaching, breakthrough coaching, and really helping people, you know, get unstuck from their body mind, whether it's from old trauma current trauma. I mean, in the last two years, I'm seeing so much of that and helping them reclaim their life through a lot of mindset work, breath work, and just helping them discover their inner power. So that's what I'm up to in the world as well as, as well as uh, many other things. <laughs> Some love it. Yeah. It seems like you are a very busy, busy lady. Yeah. I like to say I live a full schedule. I, I try to avoid using the word busy because to me busy could represent like I don't enjoy it mm. um you know like I enjoy connecting with people like you I I really am fulfilled by connecting with other entrepreneurs and does that mean it takes up white space in my calendar yes and it's it lights me up you know oh. and if you love what you do I don't think we need to like work and grind until retirement you can enjoy life every day you can take vacation and you can also enjoy your work too I like that live a full schedule not a busy life that yeah but yeah that just sounds better because when people say i'm busy i'm busy it's like you you don't have a choice in what you're doing exactly like the i'm i'm big on conscious languaging so the words we use create our world words matter and words become matter and so if you're constantly saying oh i'm busy i'm busy i'm busy then 
the chances of someone maybe wanting to form a connection with you or an opportunity, you know, you and I connecting a few months ago, Mm -hmm. it's going to come off as though you don't really care or like you're too good for them. Or maybe that's my perception, but I just started noticing the language I was using with my schedule. And I said, what would it look like to create a fulfilled schedule and not feel busy? And, you know, this is nervous system awareness. If you're busy all the time, you're probably living in that fight or flight stress mode, you know? Yeah. You know, I, my audience comes here to learn. Mm-hmm. And I, that's one thing that I'm like sitting here. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to start using that today. Yeah. It's so, powerful. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So maybe you're unique. Maybe. And maybe you're just like you are unique that probably came off wrong (laughs) but uh most people that i know they just don't get into like trauma work and are passionate and like helping other people overcome their trauma Hmm. what what was your reasoning to get into that and like why do you want to help inspire others to, to overcome their trauma personal experience um you know listening to some of your podcasts listening to some of your the people you've had on here, their personal story. Mine starts with a personal story. And I didn't realize, and maybe some of your audience members can resonate with this. I didn't realize that I like had trauma Mm -hmm. until I started opening things up. I specifically remember it was months before I was about to open my practice. And I was doing some hypnosis with a trained mental health therapist because I kept having this memory pop up in my mind as I was driving to school, chiropractic school. And I was like, what is that? Like, it was almost as though this fog had come off the window and I could continuously remember something that I since a child had suppressed and it kept popping up. It kept popping up. And I was like, it was causing me a lot of anxiety. And so I reached out and I said, Hey, you know, I'd, I'd like to do some inner work. And she said, sure. My chiropractor at the time connected me to her. And so we do our session and we're going in. And if no one's ever done hypnosis, it's basically a guided meditation. Like they're not trying to manipulate your brain. They're very well trained. And she starts bringing me into this meditative state. And I start sharing with her, you know, this is what happened to me as a kid. So I experienced molestation growing up multiple times and I'm, I'm very okay talking about it because I feel I've done a lot of work and it doesn't hinder me. Like I don't see myself as a victim. I don't even see myself as a survivor. I just, see it as something that happened to me. Yeah. And she was like, what you're describing to me, according to like what we would call that in mental health therapy is called molestation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And it was almost like my whole nervous system was just like, hold, can I swear on here? Sorry. Yeah. Say whatever the fuck you want. I-, <laughs> I was like, holy shit. That's what that is. Yeah. And you know, there's still a little bit of somatic response around it. Like I can feel my breath. I can feel my heart change, but I just know that's a wave that's meant to be healed and move through. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was the catalyst to mm-hmm. healing that. And it took some work, took some time um, to really help my body unwind what I was suppressing. And it was interesting, Robert, you know, I, what I noticed is a lot of things started to make sense. So for people who have experienced sexual abuse, um, mm-hmm. whether it's rape or molestation, Oftentimes it will manifest in the body as like a low libido, low sex drive or on the opposite side. So it almost swings. Yeah. Um, Like a pendulum. Yeah. And for me, it was like, I felt like I had no sex drive. I felt like I 
was literally numbed out from my waist down, which yeah. is a freeze response. Um, mm. So over the years of doing that, doing breath work, doing my form of chiropractic network spinal care, I felt like my body come back to life. And just the more I felt like I healed myself, the more I could show up for people. And honestly, there's no way if I wouldn't have done that work that I could have come on here with you today and share the truth of what I've experienced as a kid. So that's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that's super powerful that you've been able to work through it and share it. Um, like I was molested as a kid and like mm. I, if it wasn't for therapy and I don't think that I like, I would ever be okay with talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like th- just especially like from another man, like, cause yeah. like I grew up in Helen, Montana, like having sex with a gay man or, or a man, whatever is like, you like people got beat up for that shit. Yeah. So like, we don't that, talk about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's just like, it's powerful when somebody can be like, no, like, I've been there, done that, worked through it. This is how it happened. So thank you for sharing that with me. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank uh, you for opening up too. Yeah. You, you, like, because like you're the special unique that you use in chiropractic, do you, you like have other people who have experienced something like that and it helps them as well? Yeah. You know, unfortunately and fortunately, more and more. Yeah. And what I, it, it's so interesting how the universe works. Um, when you, when you do your own inner work, things just show up for you. Yeah. So I'll have, and I, I feel like because I've, I've lived it and overcome and, and reclaimed my, who I am as an individual, my sovereignty, my autonomy, I naturally believe that I attract men and women, however we identify who have gone through it, who are seeking that for themselves. Yeah. So unfortunately, yes, I see it more than you think. Yeah. Um, it's, it's part of the history and it's really interesting to see how people share it, you know, like they just gloss over it mm-hmm. and then they wonder why they're dealing with so many physical health problems because they've suppressed it. They haven't been able to talk about it or share it with you. And as I've studied trauma, isn't necessarily in the mind it's in the body and working with the body can help um bring it back to wholeness to help it feel safe to essentially complete the trauma loop and have it come out of that fight or flight response so that's it it continues to inspire me the people that show up in my office who are ready to to move forward and not be stuck in that pattern from the past wow it's super powerful on your end that's Mm -hmm. it's an honor it's yeah like I, I literally am humbled every single day when people open up. I mean, even just hearing you, like you expressing to me what you went through to me shows there's a level of trust and safety mm-hmm. and honor with, with our energy. And to Absolutely. me, that is like one of the, that's why I do what I do. Like it doesn't, the money doesn't matter. Like mm. that to me is so freaking powerful when you can create a level of safety in someone's nervous system and body where they're like, you know what, I'm going to share something really vulnerable with you because I trust you. That to me is what being a doctor or a teacher or a guide or a a facilitator is all about. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's awesome. Um, when people message me or DM me or email me or whatever the form of, uh, communication is and they say that like hey this you know i was going through x y and z uh 
guest a b whatever it was on your show and helped me over like i was able to work on it and now like i don't live that way anymore super like mm. getting messages like that is awesome um so i hope for the people who are out there and listening to this right now like look at this beautiful lady sitting oh well, i guess it's audio so you can't see um but <laughs> Dr. Mel, she has overcame the trauma in her life, and she is definitely living her best life and living a full schedule. Yeah, uh, a fulfilled schedule. A yes. fulfilled schedule, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's just super, wow, that's super powerful. Um, mm. Out of curiosity, have you worked with anyone who has like gone like in human sex trafficking? like recovered from it i don't know what the correct term is yeah. in that i would say you're probably right you know not that i consciously know yeah for sure um and here's the thing robert is it's interesting when you go into any like doctor or professional i don't even like the word doctor to me is just interesting in our culture um it's interesting as sometimes people don't share things with me until it's like two years later, right? Yeah. Because they're like, oh, I finally feel like I can share this. So unfortunately, not that I know of. And that is a huge passion of mine is just uncovering that because that's a reality that we yeah. don't see. And I think there's more and more of that coming out. Yeah. Um, but I'm super passionate about that, especially as a kid, because um, it can be very prevalent with, with childhood anywhere in the world. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I mean, you hear these stories of kids getting kidnapped and yeah, I don't know how dark we want to go. Um, but yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's not that I know of right now. And I'm open to being a facilitator of that because that is some deep stuff. Yeah. Well, if anyone's listening right now, go find Dr. Mel <laughs> and uh, she can help you out with that. Yeah. Um, so going if somebody out there who is struggling with this and you know they maybe they can't afford chiropractic care or whatever and just really struggling maybe thinking suicide or whatever because being mm. 12 13 whatever and dealing with these emotions whatever it may be whatever age uh, i know for me it was super hard um it's like i like really because like I probably was going to be an alcoholic drug addict, like regardless, but like, because of it, it really like, I like had to cover it up with drugs and alcohol, had to cover yeah. up these emotions. I like didn't know what to do is either kill myself or drink and use drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you could go back in time and talk to the younger version of yourself dealing with these emotions, what do you think you would tell the younger version of yourself? such a powerful question you're enough mm -hmm. you are not your story you are not alone it's okay to ask for help what the way it showed up for me was overachieving yeah. um, I was running away from vulnerability and like you said Robert you know to me like a lot of addiction in any form has a root in trauma. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily believe my opinion that people are born like you're an addict, once an addict, always an addict. Yeah. And 
it's, it's a lot of what we're finding is it's rooted in trauma and suppressed yeah. trauma that we haven't been able to talk about. And if I were to go back one, I would, I would probably show up at the parties little Mel was at. Um, cause I, I started drinking and doing drugs at age 14. Mm-hmm. I, I was an all-star athlete. I was getting straight A's, um, just absolutely ridiculous. The level of like drive that I had to, to feel validated yeah. because there was something in me that didn't feel validated for me. Mm. I was, I, what I remember it was happening, like the molestation episodes are happening between the ages of like six and eight. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would show up at one of those parties and be like, yo girl, let's go talk. Yeah. Um, Cause I felt like I couldn't talk with anyone. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what happened. Um, I felt ashamed. So I would, I would sit down and, and help her find that within herself because yeah, like, you know, for me, it was drugs, alcohol, athletics, overachieving. And that continued through college. Um, like, like binge, binge drinking in college, like blackout. Really? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I played rugby, so, you know, we'd, we'd play rugby <laughs> hard and then. <laughs> That's <laughs> You were just one BA. Uh, yeah. And to be honest, like, okay, so that's, I, I'm glad we're talking about this because there can be this perception of like, oh, you got straight A's and you became a doctor and you were an all American athlete. And like on the inside, there was a lot of fucking turmoil. Yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely. I felt like I had to, like, who was I trying to please? You right. know? Like, I love my dad, but he was in and out of the house all the time. He wasn't really around. My mom had her own mental health issues. And it was like, I was just doing these things, but like, why, right? Why? Like to, to get someone else's achieve, like attention and validation when inside it was just, I mean, it was fun, but it was like, it felt like too much at times, you know? Yeah. You're like, oh, once I do X, Y, and Z, then I'll feel okay. And then you get X, Y, Z and like, okay, well, I felt okay for five minutes. Now let's go to the next one. Exactly. Okay, five minutes. Okay. Like on and on. And I get that. I. And it can be with anything, right? It can be with drinking. Like there's always one more drink. There's always one more hit of weed. There's always mm-hmm. one more A. There's always one next level. There's always one more push up. And it's yeah. like, at what point does the striving for one more like you think you're filling this void when the mm. answer is to actually go in that place yourself and recognize that you are enough no matter what. And that like being okay with like emptiness, right? The the void, we're always trying to fill the void because we haven't learned how to be with the void mm-hmm. in our own being. And we're, you know, we see it in America, like consumption of yeah. anything or the next scroll. It's just this constant dopamine hit and it's like this fear of going inward within your own body mind, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how we just got on that, but no, clear, but, I mean, you can tell I'm passionate about this. Yeah. And it, like, especially right now with the holiday season, yes. um, how many people do you see buying the new iPhone 51, whatever the fuck they're at right now? <laughs> uh, and then two months ago, they just got the new one. Yeah. Or whatever, yep. like always have to buy the new thing. And like, I know people, if they don't have the new car, the new phone, the new whatever, like it doesn't, they don't feel enough and it shows. Um, they might and not for, think, yeah. I'm not trying to judge people, but it like, by understanding like how I used to deal with it, um, now I can relate to other people. Like yeah. even example with my podcast, like um, 
I was started the podcast and then I was like, okay, once you get XYZ, then I'll be okay. Like I didn't realize what was happening until um I went through a breakup and I was talking to my therapist mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just replacing my podcast with drugs and alcohol. Yes. Or drugs and alcohol, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I like had to take a step back and I'm like, okay, what am I doing? Cause I was like recording and doing like three episodes a week. And like, if I got a certain guest on, then that was my validation. And I was like, yeah. this is like, it turned really un- like something that was supposed to be healthy turned really unhealthy. Um, mm. And I'm glad that I like took a step back. And now like, even with the gym, like I would spend two, three hours a day in the gym. Um, and not have like the moderation yeah and now it's like okay well if i record an episode i record an episode if i hit the gym awesome if i don't hit the gym then i'm not like telling myself i'm a piece of yeah. shit right um so it's and that's nice i don't drain myself like yes. worrying about it anymore mm. and it sounds like you've done some really powerful inner work too yeah yes <laughs> yes i I have. It's been, it's been a wild journey. That's for sure. Grateful for it. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, you, you, the gym, you just did your first, uh, <laughs> was this your first bodybuilding competition? Yep. Let's, yes, it was. I, let's talk about that. I, <laughs> I, I see your before and after pictures and it's like, holy shit like yeah, good for shit you is right yes thank you <laughs> like wow yeah uh that was a trip and a half um <laughs> and you know i'll probably do another show in may of 2022 okay. so stay tuned yeah. uh it's it's off season right now which is nice um still going to the gym but you know it all started i posted this picture on instagram about i'm big into body acceptance and yeah that we are more than just our physical bodies, but it's emotional, mental, spiritual. Yeah, absolutely. I've come from a background of kind of on and off food stuff. Um, When I was in high school, again, high school, Mel, I would take hydroxy cut because I thought that I was fat Mm. and needed to lose weight. So just so everyone knows, like I understand what it's like as a woman to, and and male, I mean, not male, but you know what I mean? Like a a person where- people put value on how you look in the culture. Mm-hmm. So I posted this, this photo of me flexing and it was, I don't know, X amount of years apart and um, had gained some weight, but I didn't like see it. And that wasn't the point of the post. And this now my bodybuilding coach, who's also a chiropractor, he's a power lifter. He is one of the world records um, has squatted like a thousand pounds. He's just insane a beast okay <laughs> he is a beast and so he reached out he's like hey have you ever thought of bodybuilding and i said actually i have and he's like i'll be your coach and i said okay and it was literally a week later we were taking before and after photos talking about food as energy and it was a year journey to build to that point of being stage ready and my intention the whole time was to let people understand that one what you see on stage is not sustainable. Okay. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've shared much with you, Robert, but like 
so 48 hours leading up to the show, you dehydrate yourself. Mm -hmm. And so in one day, you're consuming probably 15 ounces of water or less, which is literally this glass of water if it was full. Right. So leading up to it, though, I was very intentional about why am I doing this? Because there's a toxic side of that culture where it is very ego driven. It is very like, look at me. People do really bad things to their body to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I'm not about that, especially as a holistic practitioner. And so everything we did, him and I together, were creating it to for womanhood. Yeah. It wasn't just for me. But just to inspire people, it doesn't matter if it's bodybuilding. It doesn't matter if it's podcasting. Yeah. But if you really commit your, your whole self, I'm talking physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. If you commit your whole being to something, you can literally create alchemy. Yeah. You can literally transform yourself like a caterpillar to a butterfly. Absolutely. And that's what we were up to creating. Um, and it was, it was wild. It was awesome. There were times I was on the ground crying. And he really supported me because as you do a lot of body work and maybe you've experienced this with your own healing journey, shit comes up, like mm -hmm. layers come up, memories come up, um, you know, healing a lot of my wounds with food, you know, overeating, undereating, And it's like just healing that relationship, um, discipline, like yeah. hella discipline, <laughs> So it was, it was wild and I'm really glad I did it and, um, I'm going to do it again. So that's only awesome. the beginning. Yeah. So for the alchemy, let's, let's talk about your mental state for the last, for the year that you were getting ready for your show. Like, what did that look like? Hmm. At first it was, it was okay. Cause we weren't doing more intense, um, like food changes. And then yeah. the closer I got to the show, you know, you, you are eating uh, the bodybuilder, like broccoli and cod, right? Like that, that is a thing. Um, cause fish is really clean. Broccoli is really clean. Um, I felt very powerful. And at moments there were also like, can I do this? I've never done anything like this, like the inner doubt. So as much as I felt really powerful and strong and very clear, I was, I felt very clear the entire time because you're eating super, I don't, I don't like to use food as like good or bad or right or wrong, but you're just, the food you're choosing to consume is of a different vibration. Mm -hmm. And I was sleeping well, moving my body, drinking a ton of water. So I felt very clear in that capacity, but when a blockage would come up, um, it was challenging and I don't, I couldn't have done it without support. So I would say majority of the time I felt very clear, like very clear, very strong, very powerful. And I was very honest, especially on social media, cause it can be easy to post highlights. Yeah. I was very honest about like today was like, this was a rough week, you know, especially yeah. as a female with a menstrual cycle, when you have your period, like you want extra carbs. I mean, that's yeah. just normal. That's yeah. like super normal. So overall good <laughs> okay okay uh i was blown away that you were traveling and what you were how at summer camp how many weeks were you out yeah what was that so when was summer camp was it august yeah august 13th and 14th yeah so that was like that was about six weeks out yeah but it just what i met you you're like uh, like eating saying that you're x amount of weeks out i'm like <laughs> you're traveling right now like the people that i know do that like they don't travel because they 
have to eat a certain way. Well, maybe I was, I was meant to meet you. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. It just blew me away. Um, I like but, to live on the edge. I see that. <laughs> and I, I'm trying to discern for myself, is this a trauma response? Like I'm very in tune. Is this a trauma response or is yeah. it just living life to the fullness? Because I, I didn't want to miss John's talk. To be honest, I didn't want to miss it. And I'm yeah. glad I didn't. So <sighs> FOMO. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. That was, yeah, just, I was just like, what? What is she doing here? <laughs> what? Like, With her fish and broccoli. Traveling is tough. It, it is tough. Um, you know, when you're, when you're that close to a show, you yeah. are so mindful of even the spices that you're using mm -hmm. so we took out salt a month out and let me tell you cod and broccoli without salt um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so traveling is tough because you don't know what restaurants are utilizing and you know you just take the risk did you get an airbnb and cook your own food in indiana i did Okay. I, that makes more sense. I just, <laughs> like, anyways. Um, yeah, well, that was cool. I'm glad, super glad that you showed up and I showed up. Like it's cool how the universe works. It is. Um, here we are. Yeah. I, Steve, Steven, Steve, Steven. Yeah. Right? Steven. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we were waiting for, uh, an Uber or, a lift or whatever it was and he saw my shirt and he's like you're here for summer camp i'm like that's sean and lisa's podcast I'm like well yes but no <laughs> and then we end up staying in the same hotel it just it was cool how it all like worked out yeah. um just cities yeah absolutely so you are you live a fulfilled fulfilled schedule mm -hmm. um do you have like a morning routine and a nightly routine? And if you do, what does that look like? <laughs> I used to get so down on myself for not having a routine every single day. Yeah. And I would listen to all these entrepreneurs. They were all men. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I would do it for a little bit and then I would sway and then I would shame and guilt myself. Yeah. So to answer the question, I have things that I tap into. Like if I had yeah. a little box of strategies that help me feel grounded and present, those are always available to me at any time. Does it mean that I do them in the same order every day? No. What I personally love is when I wake up, I ask myself, you know, what, how am I feeling? How is my body? I do a self inventory check. Yeah. And sometimes that means I, I stretch a little, I drink water right away. I move. I do some breath work. I might wake up and meditate. Um, I have my own little like spiritual corner over there where I got pillows. I have cards. I have sage. Mm. And I really just allow the answer to come to me. And that to me at least feels more flexible and adaptable. And this is something actually Sean and Lacey talk about is they're like, if you do the same exact thing every single day, that's great to provide structure and a routine. And eventually you're going to plateau because your brain needs a little bit of novelty to keep challenging itself. Mm -hmm. So the way I like to think about it is I have things that I do every day. They just may happen in another order. Um, I also just wake up very inspired 
anyway, because I really love what I do. Mm. And that doesn't mean it doesn't come with stress. So I would say like my, my normal, like I wake up, I always drink water before I drink like any other product. It's water, 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 20 to 32 ounces right away. Um, and you know, over the years I've adopted, like I do the tongue scraping, I do the skin brushing for the lymphatic system. Um, I have all these little rituals that I don't even really realize are part of my routine. And then I, I, I get really into like my morning coffee because I put collagen and mushrooms and ashwagandha and it's just this whole ritual. Um, Ooh, I love I like it. that. Yeah. Can give you the recipe if, I, if you want. Yeah. Send that over and I'll yeah. throw it in the show notes too. For sure. It's, I call it the, uh, the blonde bulletproof coffee. The blonde <laughs> bulletproof coffee. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So always breath work every day even if it's just a couple minutes, um, breath work is one of the most power for those people, you know, your audience, if they're on a trauma healing experience, breath is to me and what I've experienced with my clients, number one in regulating your nervous system. Absolutely. One, it's immediately accessible Two, it's free. <laughs> you can do it anywhere. And there are some nuances to it, but I hands down will always do some version of breath work every single day. Could be morning, you know, after our call, before I go into another meeting, I'll do it. Um, yeah, just the basics of life. You know, I think we overcomplicate routines and it's like, get your water, get your breath, get your movement and uh, then open up your brain and see where, see where the day takes you. I like that. I, yeah, I like that a lot. And like you said, eventually you'll like hit a plateau because it's true. Like you will hit a plateau. And what do you do if you have the perfect morning routine, like, and you hit a plateau, like what the, then what? <laughs> exactly. You have the perfect morning routine. Like what? Supposedly. Yeah. Um, and I think so. Like, do you have a routine? I, so I used to. Okay. I, I used to. And then I like used to be like, I like, I, I guess I do the things that I need to do. Right. But I used to be like, so like militant about it. Like yeah. I wake up make my bed, go to the gym, pray, meditate, and then eat my breakfast, shower, and do X, Y, Z. Mm. used to be, and if I didn't do one of those things, I would get so down on myself yeah. and think like, oh no, like, especially in Alcoholics Anonymous, like they talk about like having this morning and nightly routine. And if yeah. you don't do it, you're going to drink or use drugs. And mm. I'm like, oh shit, now I'm going to drink and use drugs. Right. Because I didn't make my bed exactly at 7.55 in the morning. Like, <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but like, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. So now I do, like, I get up, I eat something, I go to the gym, I come back, yeah. I meditate or I read something of mm -hmm. a spiritual nature, I shower, and then I start my rest of my day. Um, and then for night, now it's pretty much just do schoolwork until I fall asleep. But uh, I and I'd like to not be around technology for a half hour and go to bed. Does that yeah. happen always? No. Yeah. Um, I'm guilty but, too. Yeah, I I like to do that. Um, I guess I try and do maybe. I should do that if I like to do it, and I sh should do it, and I'm still not doing it. That's still a me problem. So I'm not sure how to word that properly. But, I love your self-reflection. You know, you're like, you're, you're self-aware, you know? Thank you. Yeah. Like we're aware of our patterns 
Uh, yeah, I really resonate with what you're saying. And I feel like when you're recovering from something that can feel and maybe felt for many years, very chaotic, it can be very useful to have a structure because structure does create stability in the body mind. And then at some point, to me, that's like a masculine thing. And then at some point, allowing a little bit more flow and flexibility because you've built up enough sustainability where you can, you can trust who you're becoming to not default back into patterns that don't serve you. Yeah. So I think the stability and structure in the beginning can serve. And like you, I started to just shame myself. Like, oh my gosh, I only meditated for five minutes instead of eight. And I'm, I'm you know, recovering achiever here. Like, no. Yeah. That was not serving me. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Just yeah. doing new damage. Yep. When just take one step forward and 10 steps backwards. Like, no, let's take 10 steps forward and maybe one step back. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's the holiday season. Um, I know you're starting new traditions and stuff, but um for people who are wanting to gift something. Um, and I don't like asking questions, what books you like reading. I like what, what book or books would you gift to someone because you want them to obtain the knowledge or enjoy that experience. So what books would you want to gift someone and why? Yeah. I mean, I always try to like be specific with my gifts as far as the person, because I know not everyone reads trauma work on their free time, <laughs> but interesting. Yeah, you right. say that this book, the call of the wild, the call of the wild. All right. There's a sweet Jaguar on it. I like it. Uh, this is by Kimberly. That's the big cat reference, right? Um, Kimberly Ann Johnson, how we heal trauma, awaken our own inner power and use it for good. This book hands down. If you are looking to heal from trauma, everyone needs this book. She is amazing. The way she writes is incredible. She gives tangible, real things to practice on a daily basis that Mm. are game changers for shifting your nervous system. And she really breaks down, you know, what is trauma? How do we heal from it in a holistic way? And takes a lot of what I like about her perception of this is a lot of the trauma work and healing work within that realm comes from um, much older males and it's a male perspective, which is fine. And like females go through trauma too. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, trans people and write everything. Right. And so I really like that she offers another perspective from um, the female vantage point and kind of summarizes a lot of the work that's out there. So, I mean, that book, I was reading it and crying and really, yeah, rereading it. So that one. And then um, the 12 stages of healing is also a really great book. As far as talking about the different stages of consciousness okay. that we go through when we're, when we're changing ourselves and that's by Donnie Epstein. And he is the developer of network spinal care. That's actually a book. I gift a lot of my practice members when they're wow. starting care with me. So I'll check it out. I like that. Yeah, you would. I think you would like it. Um, I think he he talks about AA in there, which is interesting. As far as like, maybe he got the idea of 12 stages of healing from the 12 step program. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. We'll have to read it again for the fifth time for me. Right. I'll check that out. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, it doesn't matter like what our background is. Like we all have struggles. Yeah. Some struggles might be greater. Some struggles might be less, but like to that certain individual, that struggle is everything to them. It doesn't matter. Like we can overcome it. Um, And that's why I love having people on like yourself to Mm. come on and share like, Hey, this is, I went through X, Y, Z and I did it ABC. Um, Obviously it wasn't that, you know, you had to put in a lot of work and it took time. It wasn't an overnight success. Um, People are always like for myself, I'm always learning and growing. I'm like, how can I be better? How can I become the best version of Robert today? Absolutely. Um, Some days it's, you know what, like, fuck everyone. I, (laughs) but that's just, that's just who I am. Um, You're human. (laughs) Surprising. (laughs) Yep. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm still alive. You were an alien. Damn. Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's that's just it, and that's that's actually why I really like that book is because it talks about you know the twelve stages. It's not like you just go through it in a linear fashion and you're done. It's cyclical. It's it's a spiral, um, similar to like spiral dynamics, where we're always experiencing life, and there might be one thing in life that kind of reminds us of there's maybe a trigger and we feel contracted and we have those days where it's like, fuck everyone. Like I had that, I had that this week. Totally. I was just like angry at life and I, I didn't want to do anything. And I was swearing not at my husband, but just on a rant and just a reminder that like we have emotions. And I think a lot of people, at least, I don't know if you're seeing this, but a lot of people I'm finding are done like suppressing that. And our culture, you know, creating these narratives for so yeah. long and people are ready to be done with that. Yeah. So absolutely. we are very human. And one thing that I, you know, I really love about your podcast after listening to a lot of episodes is like your realness of your journey and not being afraid or ashamed to talk about the realness that you've experienced. Um, because I think we can listen to podcasts and be like, Oh, he's produced a podcast. He has all of his shit together. It's like, no, 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 no. Like the people you see on stage, the people on the platforms, the people behind the podcast, they are people first and foremost. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like Les Brown, the number like, used to be number one motivational speaker in the world. Yeah. Talks about how he felt like a fakie or a phony going on stage and being motivational when he was fucking like scrounging for pennies to eat for like the first couple of years that he was speaking until he got that big break. Um, and he almost lost his big break for some, whatever reason, I forget exactly the story, but like, when I learned that, I'm like, Holy, like you just didn't start speaking before you were like a super success. Like <laughs> you became a super success because it was just it, like learning that was super fascinating. Um, and then, yeah. Um, anyways, that's just where, when you were sharing that, that's where my mm-hmm. mind went. Um, but yeah. There's power yeah. in our stories, right? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Um, you know, listening to, have you heard of the School of Greatness podcast? Yes. Yeah. So I used to listen to that when I was homeless in Vegas. Um, wow. I would like, uh, my fiance at the time would like go cheat on me or whatever it was. And I'd cry and like go to the McDonald's, uh, go to McDonald's and use the Wi-Fi mm-hmm. uh, to listen to this podcast. And like because of that podcast it helped me like not want to kill myself and it, yeah. like when i got back to montana um i was like i want to do something like that 
So like mm -hmm. that podcast helped me create this podcast. Oh, cool. I, so it just like, I hope that like somebody can have a similar, like hopefully not a similar experience, but if it is a more positive experience yeah. um, of what that, and I get messages like that all the time. Like, mm. so it, it is well helping. And I love um, the, I'm going to inspire life podcast. Yeah. The inspire our Yeah. My brother. Well, it was like a co-founded, but it's pretty much his baby. The inspire life podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love, you know, how you guys are, are raw and real on that. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, so guys go check it out after this. It'll be in the show notes. It's, it's awesome. Um, we'll have to have you on there. I think Michael, Michael is uh, probably going to revamp it to something more tailored to his, it's both of our audience, but he's stepping up into his health and wellness coaching gotcha. and is creating men's groups and things like that. So he might revamp it. So we'll have to have you on. But yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I didn't know that that was the origin of your podcast. That's mm. absolutely incredible. And if one person hears that, I mean, that. One story, one podcast, one book has literally the power to transform and alter the trajectory of your life. Yeah. And to me, that's why it's a yes to filling my schedule with things like this. It's a yes to sitting down and reading a book. It's, it's a yes, because if it can transform and alter one life, to me, that matters more than anything else. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what you are one decision away from changing your life. What's the thing? Yeah, it's probably something like that. I'm really bad with quotes. Are you right? <laughs> but, like, do I sit and watch Netflix or do I read a book? Well, Netflix is going to always be there and it's going to be the same boring show that I scroll through 20 times. <laughs> uh, or I'm going to read this book and learn something and better myself. Um, exactly. And I'm a victim of both. Mm -hmm. I have sat and watched excuse me sat and watched netflix or i have read a book um well and your brain can only take in you know so much content yeah and actually assimilate it because there's definitely been times where i've read a page five times and i'm like all right my brain is done or i've listened to a podcast and i'm like i have no idea what they just said so I feel like when you can navigate your energy and be super present with maybe a 20 minute, 60 minute podcast, that will, the information will assimilate and you'll get something versus like the next, the next, like more books, more podcasts. So there, it's a balance, right? Everything yeah. is a balance. We can't always be on, right? Yeah. We have to rest. Like sometimes you do need, you know, a little bit of Netflix time. Like I do that too. <laughs> Yeah, just not too much Netflix time. Right. Everything is a dynamic balance. That's the yeah. way I see it. That, yeah, absolutely. You can only have so much fish and broccoli for so long before you go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I first started working out, I had chicken and rice for every meal for like a year, probably. Wow. And like, not every meal because I would have ice cream too, but like, <laughs> obviously. The, the main like it was chicken rice breakfast lunch and dinner and I, I like now i'm like i don't even want chicken or rice <laughs> get, get that away from me i 
No. Switch to COD, Robert, and then let me know. <laughs> you know, I will. It's <laughs> lately my nutrition has not been healthy. So it's time to, it's, I was thinking about this this morning. I'm like, I really need to like, I've been slacking mm. on that pretty much since summer camp. I mm. like started like, no, not summer camp, like the summer. Cause I was traveling and I just like, God, like, yeah, I can, I'm traveling and I can eat unhealthy. It's, it's tough when you're, it is tough. Um, I think it's, it's getting a little, I don't know, maybe a little bit better. Like restaurants seem to have different options, but yeah, I don't, I don't know about you, but I just find it to me. It now has become like food was actually my first step in healing. So mm -hmm. I just started watching documentaries even before chiropractic. And yeah. when I started cleaning that up, my hormones changed my sleep by like all this stuff just started yeah. to heal itself. And to me, I can tell now doing this bodybuilding journey and eating such a way where if I'm off by a little bit, it's not that my body breaks down, but I'm like, oh, I'm not as mentally clear. I'm not as yeah. mentally present, right? And to me, that matters so much um, as a leader, you know? So it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll sac I don't want to say sacrifice, but I'll, I'll choose to be more disciplined more often than maybe majority of the public. And that's, that's not to compare. That's just what works for me. Yeah. Because it matters to me to show up present and whole and clear when I'm working with clients or even stuff like this. Mm -hmm. So sense. I hear you. I hear you. And I, I freaking love ice cream. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got, so I bought this new light and I have not found the perfect, like, I feel so like, bright on you. That's what, like, it's <laughs> but like, I thought I found the perfect spot before we started recording. And like, I've been like glancing at myself, like, this is way too bright. <laughs> Do um, you need to move it? Nah, it's fine. It, whatever. Like, we're, I don't really do anything with YouTube. It's, is rare. it a ring light? Like a ring? Like it a is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a ring light. And then, like, where in my room, like, I changed the light bulb in the other, in another room the other day. And when I got back from changing the light bulb, like, this, light above me like stopped working and i'm like these are brand new bulbs like i what happened anyway so <laughs> the lighting good thing it's just audio because i'm not i'm just obsessed like a you're like a lizard under a sun lamp yeah pretty much that's <laughs> it exactly. is pretty it is pretty bright on you yeah it it is and i like glance at myself and i'm like this is ridiculous what am i at the dentist or something <laughs> you're fine anyways um so you're busy you uh you're not a busy woman you're a fulfilled woman see look you're changing your language yes isn't that great <laughs> yes it sounds so much better i love it right like you're yeah. you feel different when you say it yeah at, yeah. yeah yes uh so fulfilled woman when you have the time to schedule yourself your hobbies your free time whatever that looks like what is what do you like to do what are your hobbies what are you passionate about outside of your 
work. Hmm. Yeah. I've been fortunate enough to like integrate my work in play. Yeah. You know, you, you might, it, that might be the appearance and that's intentional. And I honestly, I love going into nature. So, you know, my husband and I both grew up in Minnesota. So we are big on like today, there's a snowstorm coming. We'll go outside, go for a walk. We live by a lake. Uh, <laughs> this sounds really ridiculous, but like, we just love just joking around. Like, look at these squirrels. They think they own, you know, this tree. Like we're just goofy. We like to be goofy. Uh, we just got more into bouldering, you know, What's, bouldering. Not what? Maybe. Yeah. What it, well, you, you probably do. So, you know, climbing like vertical endeavors where you get strapped in the harness and you climb oh, like, yeah. Like rock climbing. Yes. So bouldering is like rock climbing, but without the harness. So when you fall, nothing catches you, but it doesn't go as high. You, so you free climb. Yeah. I mean, it's a bouldering gym. Like I'm not going out to. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Gotcha. Okay. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not climbing up, you know, I'm not going to Montana and and doing that. Um, Gotcha. No, it's a gym like with the rubber things. Oh, Okay. I totally misunderstood that. (laughs) It's okay. Gotcha. Especially when you said, if you fall, nothing catches you. Like, what are you? (laughs) I hope you don't fall. Yeah. Right. Oh gosh. It makes me think of like those documentaries on Netflix. Um, But yeah, I'll I'll do that. Um, I do. I do like to travel like for just fun as well. So when I went out to California, we went surfing Nice. and we're we're foodies so we like to try different restaurants i love to i love to cook um i am spiritual so mm-hmm. i like to you know journal um just honestly <laughs> being a provider and a practitioner i i'm talking a lot i'm doing deep healing work and so yeah. sometimes for me just literally laying on the couch and listening to music and and closing my eyes and meditating is just bliss to my nervous system. Yeah. Um, I, to me, lifting and working out is a form of meditation. And I think that, you know, I've been an athlete since I was five years old. So I really, really value movement, just trying different things, whether it's bouldering or I snowboard. So we'll sometimes head out to, well, we did go to big sky one year, which is awesome. Out in oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But we'll hit up Northern Minnesota, go hiking, just, yeah, very active, um, active life. So Active life. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. The gift of doing what you want to do. Absolutely. And, you know, I think taking care of your body, right? That's my health is one of my top values. And to me, because I know what it's like to not have your health. Mm-hmm. So I really, really value that. And to me, it's like, okay, you work all these years for retirement, but if you sacrifice your health and your mental well-being, then it's like, what are you doing it for? You know? So the more ways I can expand and grow my, my body mind, like that's what I'm all about. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. I'll have to come out and visit Montana and yeah. do you ski or snowboard? I snowboard. Okay. Sweet. I'm not very good at it, but. We can go. Yeah, I'm we'll down. Yeah. Uh, so I got into a car wreck when I was younger. Um, yeah. 
And so like my doctor was like, you can't do anything like sports wise. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. I, did, I stopped skiing, stopped playing sports, um, did drugs. Uh, and then like when I was all like healed up, I was like, well, I'm not going to go ski or whatever, but yeah, I was living in Missoula. Um, and I worked at a behavioral youth treatment center. We, and then we ended up taking the kids on the hill and skiing. Mm -hmm. I got back into it from that experience so now i'm back into snowboarding but it uh it's not like riding a bike um so i uh i fell a lot but i'm like i'm gonna go once we have snow yeah i'm gonna go we don't there's a ski hill maybe 35 minutes away from my house but oh really yeah it's not like they just don't really have snow so it's coming this is yeah. just going to wipe across Minnesota and we'll, like I said, it'll hit Montana. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Hopefully it comes cause I want to be on the Hill, but like, I'm not complaining that I haven't shoveled snow yet. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that is the, uh, those of us in the snowy States, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you are ever out here, let me know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love going with all levels. You know, I, I'm not an expert. I've been doing it for 13 years, but you're right. It's uh, it's a different experience going down the hill sideways yes. <laughs> versus forward. Yeah. So us border peeps. Absolutely. Rock uh, it. My brother growing up was always a snowboarder and then he started skiing and now he just skis, which I don't know why they just randomly popped up in my head but yeah. <laughs> you chose the easy route no i'm just kidding <laughs> that was my achiever brain speaking like oh we're snowboarders are cooler and better no that's not true but that's we my, are yeah that's my competitive <laughs> brain like obviously we're cooler because we're border peeps right <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, growing up my my dad's business partner had a cabin on a old shutdown ski hill oh sweet and they had a snowcat. Um, so sometimes we would take the snowcat or for the most part, we just rode some wheels up to the top and rode, rode fresh powder grown uh, all the way down growing up. Um, so that was really nice. You know, it's interesting. My husband and I, when we went out to Big Sky, um, they got, they had a lot of snow that year and mm -hmm. I can't remember, but there was a moment when we were in Bozeman and you could tell it was growing. Lots yeah. of, as you were saying, there's lots of people moving there. Um, they're like, oh, we can move here, have a, have a condo here and, you know, go in the winter time or whatever other winter time. But I could, I'm just imagining that beautiful fresh powder, like, oh, that would have been so fun. Yeah, it was, and that's on the other side of the state, but yeah. Okay. Well, not, uh, yeah, pretty much the other side of the state, but over I'm by sure. Missoula yeah um but yeah amazing and if you don't buy a condo in bozeman don't okay i'm open to your advice <laughs> like maybe like i i don't know it just bozeman like i don't know how it is in minnesota right now but the housing market here is crazy and even oh yeah before be covid yeah. Bozeman was ridiculously higher than any other place in Montana. I bet. Um, 
ridiculous now like with the housing market it's even worse Um, yeah no i'm not doing that anytime soon so like bozeman's nice but you're you do whatever you want but it's just ridiculous like trying like anybody is like how can we even afford like we're from montana we can't even afford to live here yeah it's Um, happening a lot of places yeah and that was even before the housing like before the pandemic so it's ridiculous right now but yeah people are doing it because they're yeah they're building a like my buddy got a contract to do flooring in a thousand house like development project Hmm. i'm like who is but who is building a thousand houses in like anyways i'm the yeah yeah (laughs) we could go on a very different turn here if you want to no no i got a lot of opinions about yeah the planetary consciousness right now (laughs) yeah yeah it's crazy like bozeman is crazy busy blowing up like 10 15 years ago bozeman was a nice quiet little college town now it's just not that um do you think i mean at what point i i don't know if you reflect on this kind of stuff but there's almost what eight billion people on the planet yeah and you know if you live in america it's your in my opinion like if you have a house you're relatively privileged compared to other parts of the world um and sometimes i just wonder like how much can the earth handle how much right. can the people of the earth handle? And I, I just wonder, and I've wondered these last two years, is there, you know, is something resetting itself? Right. And that might not land well for people, but I just question, cause I'm big into like the energetics of the planet. And I've always been into the cosmos and the universe and, and the stars and the planets. And someone told me, they're like, well, if the re because we talk about you know are the resources of the planet gonna like run out right yeah with the way that we're consuming talk about consumerism you know earlier addiction um and someone was like well if the resources were distributed in a balanced way the earth can sustain eight billion people and i'm like how do you know that <laughs> like how do you right. actually know that yeah it- where's the studies that show that it, that can happen <laughs> like yeah we actually brought water to people and food to people starving and i know you you know you have a history of homelessness right yeah. like how how do you know that how do you know that i don't know anyway that was no. totally random but i think about that stuff right like mother nature as a whole like its job is to take care of us we'll take care of the earth and if we're for all the carbon footprint that we're leaving on like what's it gonna do like our body like if we're sick it does what it needs to do to make it well again right like the earth is sick right now is it like just mother nature taking its course and only the strong will survive i mean i believe that but and i have this conversation often with my colleagues often with people who have studied biology yeah now i've gotten into arguments with people who don't and haven't studied biology and i'm like look i know it does it gets out of morality right and biology will do what biology does and survival of the fittest is a real thing 
it's called adaptability. And we are not, human beings are not out of that. We are not superior. We see it in nature. Like I can't, (laughs) I can't even watch like Nat Geo when the wolf is hunting like the cute little rabbit because they get so sad. And my husband's like, babe, it's part of nature. I'm like, but the rabbit. (laughs) But in like reality, you can't have an overpopulation because it disrupts the whole ecosystem. Um, and then the wolf will have the one rabbit, right? The wolf isn't eating 20,000 rabbits in one day because it takes what it needs to, the rabbits have to, you know, eat all the stuff on the ground and it's, it's a whole ecosystem. And I think there's just a big rebalancing happening. And we're, we're part of that. We are, yes, we are humans. We have a prefrontal cortex, but we are also mammals, yeah. right? Like we are animals. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know what is happening or what's going to happen, but something is happening and we all need to pay attention to what's happening or like be ahead well, that's, of it. Yeah. And that's, I think back to what you and I have been talking about is just what can you do as a human being on a daily basis to mm-hmm. like, we say be better, but it's like, what does that mean as a whole being? Can you become more conscious of your habits? Can you become more conscious of how you are in the environment? Yeah. Can you be, and it, I'm not saying like, you need to eat all organic and like get your oils and like, you know, kumbaya. Yeah. What I'm saying is like, if you're walking into a store, what, are you making eye contact with the people around you? Are you embodying a presence of like, acceptance you know we're all human beings dealing with stuff on the planet to me that type of energy can make such a big difference you know if someone's in the store and they're stressed out and you just come up to them and you just look at them and maybe smile or nod I mean some stores you still have to wear a mask but if you can just like look at someone and be like you know what I see you I don't know to me that can make such a huge difference in presence because we can get so caught up in going from one thing to another thing to another thing. And it's like, what if you just paused and like look that person into the eyes and just breathe and say, you know what? I hope you have a good day. Yeah. Like, Thank you so much. How Absolutely. would, the, how would the world be different? You know? Absolutely. I, I love that. I, I'm glad that like in most stores in Montana, you don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. So when I am like smiling at someone, they can see my smile. And it's not just my weird eyebrow look. Uh, <laughs> so, but like, it's nice. You to, have good like, eyebrows though. Well, thank you. I, <laughs> thank you. I, Sorry, keep going. I do get them waxed. So thank you. Do you really? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Nice. I don't. No. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like, like that. I have to. Yeah. Guys can get eyebrows waxed. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah um, facial expression. Yeah. It, it's nice. Like talking to one like you don't know if somebody's sad whatever like with that mask on and like anything else in life like take your mask off and be yourself and think about that's one of the first things as human beings when we're born is is babies start to mimic our facial expression to know that oh i'm i'm looking into a mirror or i'm not alone and you know that three four five month time they, I mean, that's why I love caring for infants in the office is 
as soon as they hit about three to four months, they kind of are smiling back at me or like they're giggling and it's like, oh, there's the human connection, yeah. right? The social nervous system, which is part of the vagus nervous system, which is how we connect and how we feel as though we're part of something more than ourselves. And we have suppressed that in my opinion for way too long. And I'm fundamentally concerned about the development of like the future generation. I'm just going to say that, you know, so thankfully there are places where you don't have to wear masks and we can see each other and connect because I mean, mental health, I, there's, there's, there already was a crisis. Let's be real. Now it's just like sixfold. Yeah. And again, not to bring like a dark conversation, but it's just the reality. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, whatever you're thinking, I probably agree with. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, yeah. Not to make this like political or anything or, or whatever, but it's just the realness that goes through my brain. Yeah. And it's, but it's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's real realness that, like, yeah so Hmm. anyways um so where i got a few last questions for you sure where on the internets can people find you the interwebs (laughs) yes so i'm primarily on instagram so you can follow me at dr mel krug it's dr dot my name m-e-l-k-r-u-g um, I'm also on Facebook and then my office is Inspire Life Chiropractic Center. So Inspire Life Cairo Center. And like we were talking about earlier, um, I'm on TikTok, but I'm not really on there anymore. Yeah. But I'd say mainly, mainly Instagram is where I'm posting just my life. You know, I'm very real on there. Um, you might see me lifting, you might see me dancing, you might see me being weird. Um <laughs> You might see me snowboarding and just, I, I share a little bit more on that platform. I just feel like anytime I go into Facebook, it's just drama, but that could be the millennial in me. So yeah, it's drama. It's yeah. I, yeah, it's drama. I, I, <laughs> I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. No, we don't really, need to go. Um, we don't need to give uh, Zuckerberg any more, any more free marketing here. Right. <laughs> um, I love the the post that you you posted about 15 minutes before we press record. Mm. Um I just how real and authentic you are. Um thank you. It it shows it. You your energy and your posts, like they're parallel. It's not you're not trying to front or be your unauthentic self, which I, I interview a lot of people who, who say that they're on this path and are doing the things, but you can just, it's screaming that they're faking it. And you can see like, there's people, um, right now that I I see they're experiencing something that I want to experience. And I can just say that you're just, you're faking it so much right now. And I'm not to like, pity them but yeah. just dude just or do that or whatever just be <laughs> your authentic self you don't yes. need you know you're going it's going to come if you're trying to be trying to copy someone or be like somebody else it's not like for me like if i'm trying to copy someone it's 
I'm not being my authentic self. No, I, you're so right. Like, and like, I'd rather just, like, I don't care if you like me, like, fuck you. I, I could probably embody more of that from you, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, you know, yes, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And I, I did that for way too long. Try to like emulate someone else and it's painful. Yeah. And I think, again, you got to look inward to discover the true you. And I, those of us who have gone through trauma, I think have a little bit uh, more practice bullshit detector. In my opinion. I yeah. What, if that's a gift of yours. <laughs> I like the more I work on myself, it's there. Like I, I see it, but like selling drugs since I was 13, like I like develop that. I think that's where I develop it. The <laughs> the bullshit. Um, right. I say I stopped selling drugs when I got sober. I don't sell drugs anymore. <laughs> clear. I, I, I anyway. mean, that's a whole nother conversation of what we consider, you know, what's yeah. acceptable in our culture, right? Like yeah. alcohol is very accepted to a certain level, but yet there's things right now in certain industries of mental health that we call drugs and are creating massive, profound changes in people's lives. Yeah. Like psychedelics, you know, anyway, yeah. we need to get on that, but I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Which... Next Anyways, podcast. next podcast <laughs> to be continued. Yeah. Uh, so Mel, I, uh, I got one last question for you. All right. What is your message to the world? That's such a big question. I would say my message to the world is don't give up. I love it. I thought it was going to be more complicated than that, but I felt like that's very resonant right now. No, it, when you said it, it was like, it hit me. I'm like, yeah. Don't give up. I love it. I love it. Well, guys, go find Dr. Mel. Um, Everything will be in the show notes and till next time. Sweet.